Hi guys, this is Vidas and Usha. Let's start episode 248 of Ask Vidas and Usha podcast. This question was sent by Jeremy. And Jeremy is uh, on our team of people who transcribe our podcast conversations. So one day he wrote that uh, he received a word that he passed this CAGO uh, examination from the American Guild of Organists. And I asked him what uh, the requirements were. And he, write, he writes, I found out about three years ago that I need some type of long-term goal to work towards in my life. The easiest thing was to become uh, certified in something. Um, It began with my Masonic organization, which I received a Masonic instructor in the state of Iowa. I have been playing the organ for church for about 10 years now, and two years ago I decided to take it more seriously by seeking out a teacher. Dr. Christiansen got me involved in the local AGO chapter and encouraged me to work towards the service playing certification and continued my education to get the college uh, colleague certification. We now have a blood pact. If I take the associate exam next year, he will take the fellow exam. That being said, the certification program up to this point has been very practical for me as a church musician. Standard standard repertoire that I have used quite a bit in the service. Him playing, transposing passages of music, sight reading, harmonization and improvisation. All of these things I have used at some point in the last year. The most work for me came in the improvisation and transposition portions of the exam. I was introduced to this in the past, but it always remained theoretical and not practical. I have now incorporated these into my daily practice sessions. Your courses have helped out a lot with them, but I still have miles to go. Three pieces of repertoire. Bach in Dearest Freude, Perry, Choral Prelude on Omnium Crystal Redemptor, um, then Alain Variations on a Theme of Clement Janequin, two anthems, Britons Jubilate Deo and Dupres Ave Maria, improvising on eightish bar piece modulating between two keys. Uh, sight reading a short three staff piece, harmonizing a folk tune, short prelude and hymn playing on two hymns, transposing a hymn into two keys, a half step up and a step down. The improvisation and transposition were the most difficult part. I'm reviewing your transposition course and your prelude in Baroque style course. Also the complaints for the most part were about tempi, too slow. So let's congratulate um, Jeremy about this great achievement, right, Osha? True. It takes courage, you know, to do something like this. We have a colleague. His name is Paulus, and uh, he also wants to take a job uh, service playing certificate test. 
and uh, he needs to practice and he needs to focus his efforts during the year and learn a lot of repertoire and I know that it's a challenge for him too yes it seems like he is postponing it all the time yes I've, I haven't heard about his um, his um, decision lately to take this test maybe we should ask him uh, but Jeremy took a geo a colleague certification exam and passed actually so that's a big achievement and next year uh, maybe if uh, he has this motivation with with Dr. Christiansen uh, to take uh, uh, associate exam then then it would be also wonderful step big step forward true true I think it's wonderful that America has this uh, you know, program and that you can get a certificate without you know, entering to the university or college. Uh, and plus, you know, he has uh, this, um, let's say, blood pact, uh, he, as he writes, uh, with Dr. Christiansen. And when you when you have a like a mentor like this who is also involved in in taking exam maybe at the fellow level, they both motivate each other, right? True. And um, that's that's probably invaluable to have a partner in crime, so to say. I think that way it's easier to achieve something, you know, than to do it alone on yourself. Yes, that's why we figured out we need to, to have those uh, improvisation competitions uh, uh, for people to, to advance together, to learn to improvise together, to uh, on steam it. And also, he writes, uh, Jeremy writes that improvisation and transposition were the most difficult part. Why do you think this was the case, Osha? Well, because these are the hardest, you know, requirements to transpose and to improvise. And why why do people struggle with this? Why can't people, let's say, transpose as easily as they can sight read? Well, it's a stupid that's, question. That's, I know. That's I an know. interesting question. I well. I guess it depends on, on how hard the piece is itself. Sometimes it might be harder to sight read and sometimes it might be harder to transpose. But transposition, I think it's something inside us that you know prevents us. Because we sort of look at that assignment as a hard one, but it, it's not that hard. Transposition, transposition is not that hard. You just need you know, to, to do it regularly. Maybe take some some exercises in the sick labs. That would help you to improvise easier. Or I mean, to transpose easier. Uh -huh. And of course, transposition, the skill of transposition will help you to improvise too. Uh, would you think that improvisation would help to transpose too? Yes, I think these two assignments are related somehow. Uh, because when you improvise, you need to transpose the theme. True. A lot of times. True. And when you transpose, you don't need to improvise. 
but you need to read the music and to to move it to another either clef or key or position on the on the stave so this skill of course we develop with improvisation uh, moving the melody around and that's why it helps with improvisation, with transposition. True, too. and you know, when transposing, you need to know those that there are three ways to transpose, and each time you need to select which way is m- more comfortable in a given situation. For example, as Jeremy wrote, that you know, he needs to, for example, um, transpose half step. Usually, that's the easiest way to transpose when you only need to transpose a half step because then you just change in your mind the uh, key signatures. Let's say if you need from D major to transpose to D flat major, you just change them in your mind to sharps with five flats. And uh, two plus five equals seven. True. So the sum of those accidentals uh, when you do this half step is always seven. And most of the time you can do that. Of course, you will say that, okay, if I have G major and I need to transpose, you know, half step higher, how I would do it, you can still do it. In that case, you will have to to imagine to the key signature six sharps and one double sharp. Because it would be, you know, the key of G sharp major. And it still works. I think some, some of the piano composers, such as Chopin, use this key, you know, occasionally in their compositions. Yeah, you're right. And what would be the last uh, um, way to improvise, uh, to transpose? Well, the second way would the second. be, you know, to, to change the clef. To change, uh-huh. From I don't know how well you are you know acquainted with C clefs, but basically using those five C clefs you can transpose pieces in any way. And F clefs you need F, F clefs too. Too. So on the first line we have soprano clef, on the second line we have mezzo soprano clef, on the third line we have alto clef. What else? Then tenor clef on the fourth line, and then above you have the baritone clef. Aha, uh-huh. and uh, what kind of uh, C we are talking about? And C, C clefs always marks you know, the C, C note of the uh, middle octave. So if you have you know, the soprano clef, so you ha- it means you have C note on the lowest line mm-hmm. of the staff. And there are three F clefs, right? Yes. The one that we know so well. Bass clef. Bass clef. Which is F on the fourth line. True. Then uh, F in the middle, on the middle line, which is which is called uh, which is called baritone clef. And uh, then the one on the Fifth line, it's called basso profondo clef, which is the lowest. Yes. But they all three clefs indicate tenor F, either on the third True. line, fourth line, or, or the fifth line. And there is also, you know, the old old French treble key. Treble clef. 
treble clef, yes, uh-huh. which is, you know, located on the first line. So this is G clef? Then? Yes, this is the G clef. On the so first line. Basically, you know, two G clefs, then three F clefs, and five C clefs. Oh, so there are total only ten clefs, right? You only need to know ten claps. I know. And if you know ten claps, you know everything. And it seems hard at the beginning, but if you work with those claps, then transposing will become very easy at the end of it. And then, of course, you can always you know transpose on a given interval. And you use this system when you need to transpose, probably to change like by what major third or you know a fourth. Whatever interval you Whatever want. Whatever interval you want. Not more than a perfect fourth or a tritone, because perfect fifth is 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 inversion of the fourth. True. Excellent, um, guys. Please um, try it out at home. It's not dangerous. You will not hurt yourself. Um, unless you do it too much, and then what happens, Osha? I don't know. <laughs> you will get sick, probably. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, this was Vidas. And Osha. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. <laughs>